Zephyr Lufau, former Colorado Buffaloes quarterback, and you're listening to The Whole Show on 1310 KSKA. Just 35 minutes after the hour. Big one tonight for the Colorado Buffaloes. They get set to take on Cal. Um, they, they're coming off a two-game winning streak. Mark Johnson was on with us last week. We talked about what it would take for the Buffs. And, well, so far, this, this, this will help. This will help. Beating USC, beating Utah. Mark Johnson, the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes. Um, Mark, this is a big game coming up tonight. Every game now for Colorado is obviously huge the rest of the way. Oh, yeah. I saw Tan had a comment, I think, at the Boulder Daily Camera where he said uh, the March for error is gone. You know, I mean, that, that's, that's where they are right now. You've got to continue to win. Uh, the net number's nice today at 32, so you're in a good position there. Uh, you're 18-9, and 9-7. Nine, nine you want to get into that final, the, the, the four, top four, if you will, in the Pac-12. Get that first-round buy. So they've got a good opportunity there. Right now they're sitting in, in a tie for fourth place. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's sitting right in front of them. You know, what you want, you know, we always say this in athletics, what you want is an opportunity. Well, the opportunity's sitting there. You win tonight against uh, Cal. You take care of Stanford on Sunday. Then you go on the road, and I think I told you last week, I thought they needed the minimum of a split uh, against the Oregon schools next week heading to Vegas. So, I mean, right now it's, uh, you know, I've been telling you for two weeks, and they've continued to win. And they're doing what they need to do at this point. So let's hope it continues tonight. Mark, last time um, we saw Colorado play California on the road, of course, they lost 82-78. Talk to us about kind of what, if, if you can bring us back to that game, what were some of the issues? They're obviously a close game. It was a battle. Oh, but a total collapse. I mean, Colorado was up at the half. I don't remember what it was, uh, 14 or 16 or something. Mm, yeah. uh, at the half of that game. And uh, was up by as many as 20 in the second half and then just had a total collapse. I'm glancing back at my book right now. I can tell you what they were. Yeah, they were up 14 at the half. And up by as many as 20 early in the second half. There, there were three 14s in that game that tell the story of it. Colorado gave, gave up 14 threes. They gave 14 offensive rebounds and 14 second-chance points. There's your ball game. And Jalen uh, uh, Tyson went nuts in the second half. At 23 of his 40 and Cone, the point guard, uh, had three big three-pointers. And so they had a total defensive breakdown. I think last week in the show we talked about defensive inconsistency for the Buffaloes. Well, that, that's probably the worst-case uh, example of it all season long. So Cal's done a nice job. They brought in the two Texas Tech transfers, played them handsomely, by the way, uh, according to reports that I've been told. And uh, those guys are playing very good basketball for them right now. And so uh, this is a game Colorado could win tonight. Uh, they got to control uh, Tyson. I think they got to control uh, Cone in the backfield. Amac is a big guy inside. They brought in from Texas Tech, who's a double-double machine, uh, leads the country, I think, in that category. And so they're a quality basketball team. But Colorado's at home. The Buffs play much better at home. And uh, injuries are an issue now tonight. I'm not sure if, if either Cody Williams or uh, um, uh, Julian Hammond's going to play tonight. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, they've got to win this one at home. Yeah, that would be that would be tough if you're going without those guys. But... I think I looked earlier this morning, Mark, uh, the Buffs are favored by like 11.5 or something. And like you're talking about in that, in that first game against Cal, um, you know, you, you did all the right things. You just collapsed. So assuming yeah. you don't do that again, you should be able to win. And, uh, hey, it doesn't hurt to have a guy like K.J. Simpson on your basketball oh, club goodness. there, Mark. You know, 28 points. Playing, wow. playing silly right now how well he's playing. I mean, it, it really is stunning. You know, he's one of the few guys in the country that's flirting with 50, 45, and 90. I mean, that from shooting numbers, field goal percentage, three-point field goal percentage, and and, uh, and free throw percentage. Think of this. The guy's six foot two, and he's one of the top ten rebounders in the Pac-12. I mean, he has been 
unbelievable. We're blessed here in the state of Colorado. But between the point guard at, at uh, Isaiah Stevens up at uh, CSU and KJ Simpson, two of the top point guards in America are playing right here in the Centennial State. And uh, I know I, I'll say the same thing to Rams fans. I've been saying to Bucs fans, you better be enjoying it right now because it's probably not going to last very long. Yeah, enjoy these great players. They don't. Yep. They don't. They don't grow in trees. I, but I, I will. I say that Tad Boyle seems to find those guys though. If they do grow in trees, Tad knows where the trees are located. <laughs> He does seem to find they've had very good back-to-back point guards. You think McKinley Wright in the KJ Simpson? Those are pretty too darn good point guards he's had here in the last uh, what six seven years, and so it's it's been awesome. But yeah, you better enjoy this because because he is playing at an exceptionally high level. Um, I think if the Buffs can finish in the top four, I think Caleb Love at uh, Arizona and KJ Simpson are your two favorites for the Pac-12 Player of the Year. Now, you know the way that works out. A lot of times a team that finishes higher in the rankings, that guy gets that. But if the Buffs can make a bit of a run here, and uh, let's say they finish third and Arizona finishes second. I mean, Washington State's got a chance to maybe surpass them and, and to be the number one seed in the tournament. And so if you're sitting right there, you can make a heck of an argument. Um, Caleb Love's a very good player, but, but I don't believe he's as complete a player as what K.J. Simpson is. I think K.J. Simpson's having the best year in the Pac-12. Yeah, well, and, and like you said, if you can move up in the standings a bit, which is very realistic that the Buffs could get into that top three spot, maybe even yep. maybe yep. even up to second place. Um, but obviously, you know, this, but they got to go on a heck of a run, like we talked about. You know, you got to go, you got to take care of business against the teams that you're absolutely supposed to win. So this is uh, critical tonight for Colorado. Mark, what is the recipe? Is it still the same? Is it, hey, win this game, beat Stanford? And you mentioned it split between Oregon and Oregon State. How many games essentially do you think they would need to win in the in the tournament? Or if they win out in the regular season, do they need how many? You know, do they just need to win one? Well, if they, if they win out, if they're able to go up to Oregon and sweep the Oregon schools next week, which is a possibility, um, uh, I, I think then they are, they are securely probably in uh, the, you know, the, the tournament going to uh, Las Vegas for the Pac-12 Conference Tournament. And then if you win a game, it's just gravy on top of that. So that would be my guess there. And again, we're, we're totally speculating right now. If they, if they get a split next week, if they run the table at home, they beat Cal and Stanford, and they get a split at Oregon, you know, it's not going to hurt if you go there and win a couple of ball games and maybe get yourself uh, to the title game or something, which is certainly capable. This Pac-12 Conference Tournament is going to be insane. There are six, seven, eight teams, I think, that have a legitimate chance when we get there to go on a run and win that darn thing. And so I think that... That uh, four days in Las Vegas is going to be outstanding. If you're a college basketball fan, uh, you know, get your popcorn, sit back, and watch that thing because it's going to be a lot of fun. Because I, I do think this conference is wide open right now. I'm just really hoping, Mark, we can we can see the Buffs end up getting in. Um, obviously, with with uh, north of you, the Colorado State Rams lost yep. last night. They they've got they got work to do. And Boy, and you that know. Was a- Oh, that was just just awful. Just terrible. Holy cow. This is, Mark, this is why I say, hey, if you're going to bet on sports, okay. Do right. not bet on March Madness because what we saw last night, that's just going to happen all the time. That's going to happen right. on a nightly basis. And if you think you know everything, you find out quickly you know nothing. Yep. <laughs> and we're already seeing it now, which is insanity. Um, but then, you know, here in Greeley, Mark, I'm, I'm looking at the UNC Bears. They might have a chance. So there's a realistic chance that we could see – I think it's a really strong possibility. We could see three of these teams, see, uh, specifically we cover on this show, go, go dancing this year. 
wouldn't that be a lot of fun here in the Centennial State to see that happen? You know, we've always kind of thought about it because of the Broncos. I always thought of Colorado as being a football state. But right now you've got two very good basketball teams in Fort Collins and, and Boulder with the, you know, the Buffs and the Rams. And uh, I like to see what the, the you know, UNC's been doing and the Bears have been having a real nice campaign. So, yeah, why not? Let's have all three of them in, man. Really have some fun and give us something to cheer about around here. All right, Mark, before I let you go, you know I have to ask you this question. You know, sure. it's the topic around college this week. I have to ask. Court storming. Where are you on this, Mark? Good Lord. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> I just, you know, it's kind of funny. I was on a show the other day, and, and I, listen, I saw the whole Duke thing, and, and you know, listen, do I, do I like the students just pouring out of the floor? No. I've been crushed in the middle of it. A few years ago when Askia Booker hit that three-pointer, we got knocked off the air. I mean, literally, students were laying on top of it. Wow. Do I, do I like that? No. Uh, I don't. Also, if you're a player... You know it's coming. Get yourself prepared. Get out of the way. Get off. Um, if you saw the Duke player, I mean, he was on a Sunday stroll across the court. <laughs> they came running on. So, listen, there was responsibility all around here. Do I like it? No. Do I think? I mean, it's it's amazing what we do in the world. I saw Jay Billis the other day. He was on ESPN. It was the topic du jour. And I'm like, okay, come on, really? Let's talk about the games. But, you know, it happens. And, and we had uh, didn't Kaylin Clark? Did, uh, Kaylin yeah, Kaylin did. Up a little bit earlier this. Yeah, and she might have. She might have flopped. I think she flopped. Field. They should have called a foul on her. That was like a that was like a soccer flop they saw right there. And so, um, you know, to me, it's you know, I, I, like I said, I'm not a big fan. I know that every time it happens, it costs the administration money. I know that. I think in football, I want to say I might be wrong. This, but I think it's 150 thousand dollars for the institution. Wow. Depending, depending upon the conference, every time they storm the field, it's a 150 thousand dollar fine. I think for the institution. So. The, the institutions don't like it. Uh, it's done way too frequently, by the way. I mean, there, there are times when you see court storms, you're like, really? You're storming after that win? I get it. You beat number one. You do one of those kind of things. But, you know, we've just gotten to the point, like everything else in life, where we just, we just do it because. We're, we're going to do it. Maybe we'll get on social media or something, or I carry my phone with me and try and get video so I get it on social media. I think that's the motivation about 80% of the court storming we see now. Well, and, and really the tough part about regulating it is if you can keep, you can find programs until you're blue in the face, but the yeah. students typically don't care. I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. some of them might be diehard fans, but yeah. let's face it, there's a lot of students that go to games that are just like, man, it's the thing to do, and I'm a student, exactly and it's right. free, and it's cool. Exactly right. Yeah. They don't even know who they're playing for good. <laughs> they just run the, run the court because everyone else does. <laughs> um, all right, Mark, last one, most important, of course. I know we've already had this discussion, the Buffaloes over a Bear, because the UNC Bears earlier, but can a, a bu- who's winning in a fight, a Buffalo or a Golden Bear? Uh, I'm taking a Buffalo. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. If you've seen that mascot they've got at Cal, it's the raggediest-looking thing you've ever seen. So, yeah, Buffalo over a Golden Bear, without question. Uh, Buffs win tonight, in my book. Uh, how many how many games are we going to have until I have you on next time, Mark? Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got two games until next time, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you next Wednesday, so just Cal and Stanford. Yeah. Okay, so who's winning a fight, a Buffalo or a Cardinal? You know, what's how's, how does that even work? It's a tree. <laughs> so it's, well, what wins? Can can the Buffalo take it down? Yes. Okay. Oh, question. No, you know, the 2,000-pound Buffalo, you kidding me? You go up there and scratch up against it and, and push the tree over you. And, and, you know, and, and in terms of Cardinal, that's just a color. So I'm not even sure what to think about that, for goodness sake. <laughs> that's the hardest one to do. Like, yeah, that's a very difficult one. And have you ever seen that goofy tree they've got? I mean, I think it's just it's like a... Like a bad cartoon character. Like somebody, somebody's on psychedelic drugs and they came up with, well, okay, it's, it's Palo Alto, so I'm sure they were when they came up with that character. 
Uh, and then, um, well, this one, uh, not just a duck, it's the ducks. So you've got a lot of ducks, man. And you've seen, you're, you're a nature guy, well, no. Mark. You've no, seen no, some no, aggressive no, ducks. Well, okay. If that's the case, it's, it's a herd of buffaloes then. So, oh, well, okay. You know, if you're going to go that that's, regard, that's probably fair. Okay. Said it had to be one buffalo against one duck. And that's if true. If it's, a, All right. if it's a gaggle of, no, it's a gaggle of geese. <laughs> it's a flock of ducks, right? I, you're the, you should know all these things. You go out and you kill all these things, Mark. We know that. Listen, uh, I, I shoot them. I don't have to know what they're called. <laughs> all right. So, uh, and then the final game of the regular season. Let's just do it while we're here, Mark. We got to get this. The people want to know. Um, yeah. Now, and we've beaver. A beaver can be pretty aggressive too. You know, they, oh, they got to work hard. But it's it's not coming out of the, the water. So. You know. <laughs> Uh, but the buffs is going to trample everything. And you said a herd of buffalo through a river. I got a feeling that the uh, the beaver dam would, would be beaten up pretty good, and probably. Well, that's the only way the beaver would stand a chance. They got to lure. They got to get the buffalo to follow them into the river, and then maybe they've chopped up enough little traps that yeah. they can set. That's the only chance. It's not like they're going to go and you know like like you know chew their legs. For, they're not going to do bad. <laughs> Buffalo's going to win. Mark, we ha- the information that I don't think anybody realized they needed today. They got it, though, so we thank you for that. All right, Bart, we'll talk to you next time. Mark Johnson, the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes. Well, I knew that was going to be tough. Car- Stanford Cardinal, like, how-, how, does- how do they even fight? You know, are you fighting the color? Or are you fighting the tree? What if it is a strong tree, though, and the buffalo, like, knocks himself out trying to take it out? You ever gotten a splinter? Yeah. The tree might have a better chance than the duck. And the beaver, to be honest, here. All right, 12.49 time. Let's take a quick break. It's the whole show powered by Chevron. We'll read some of your texts on the other side. Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 at 1310 KFK. Football season is over. College basketball is heating up. Hear UNC Bears hoops and Westwood One's coverage of college basketball and Northern Colorado's voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.